All right, we're back at you with another edition of our live Talking with Friends podcast. I am Sports Information Director Levi Converse, and as always, I am joined by my assistant SID. Morgan Raspberry That's right it. here yep. at you, you know. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at a slightly different location today at the football press box. So, Which like, when we first originally fine. started our podcast, this is now where we have resulted back to. <laughs> so, things come full circle. It's only it really appropriate. Did. It's only appropriate that we had to climb these stairs again. Yeah. Well, we're going to be climbing tomorrow for home football, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Yay. But, um, yeah, so we might as, well get, might as well do it today. All right, so today we are joined. Our special guest is our freshman softball player, Jennifer Garcia. Jennifer, it is awesome to have you here with us. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right. Well, first of all, you being a freshman here, uh, you come from California. Yes. Um, how's your experience been so far just on campus and everything that you've done so far? You know, it's really different. Like, coming out to Kansas, it feels like a different world, <laughs> considering coming from California. You know, it's a long way, but I really enjoy it out here. It's really yep. different, yeah. Yeah. Well, you've definitely taken things by storm early. You've already been named KCAC Player of the Week. Yeah. Um, so, and there's plenty more to come, I, I think, if you keep doing that. Normally, when freshmen comes, whether it's baseball, softball, you know, football, whatever sport, basketball, there's an adjustment period to the college game. You seem to have bypassed that and just straight into being a veteran. Now, what is what's been the key in your mind to such a quick, quick learn at this? Well, you know, like back in California, I played on a travel team called Corona Angels, and they were a really high end team. Like they were known to like win nationals and everything, and like. I feel like being on that team really like prepared me for like what I see here. So I feel like the adjustment from that to college is really was really no difference. Like I played D1 pitchers, I played with, you know, just a lot of good athletes. So I feel like playing with them and then coming here to play like college softball like it was almost similar because like with how they prepared, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and being from California, we've had several um, players from California come play softball here. It's almost been, I call it kind of a pipeline. Yeah. Um, so what was what was the, the reason, the, the, your biggest factor in the choosing friends? I mean, was did you know players that come here or what? The recruitment process, talk to us about, a little about that. Well, I, I personally had like a lot of other offers, but I felt like home was always going to be home to me and I needed to get away from like my comfort zone. Like I'll never get to experience like what I am now if I never came out here for my visit you know like my visit really changed me like I walked onto campus I was like wow like I want to be here you know and like being like around the girls and everything they were like made me feel like this was home so I feel like that also helped change my mind a little yeah our head coach Susan Unruh she came from a KCAC school at Tabor and then she come here and was coach of the year her first year here um won the, won the tournament and all that um so What's it like playing for her? What's what's that experience been like so far? Well, coach, she's she's really cool. Like I feel like we she has a good bond with all her players, and like she does take like how do I explain? Like she's really good at what she does. Like she knows what she's doing. She knows how to talk to players. Like sometimes we have our off days, but she knows how to talk us through it and you know get us through what we have to do. And I feel like that's a big role in her position. So last night uh, you sweep Central Christian, um, nine nothing, then eleven to nothing. The second game was a combined no hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want I want to ask this: that it was a five inning run rule game. So were you were you guys were you girls aware of what was going on that you had a no hitter going, or was it, did it happen so quick it just kind of come up on you? No. Honestly, I don't even think we realized that we had a no hitter until the end of the game when Coach Seuss told us. 
Like, we were so surprised. It was a no-hitter, no errors. We did really good yesterday. Yeah. yeah. We just came out with our bats. I mean, our biggest role when we're away is to score first. And I feel like once we score first, like, it gives us, like, our motivation to do better and more focus on, like, what we need to focus on. Yeah. Well, you've already passed, Jennifer. You've already passed kind of the, the hardest part for most players, um, adjusting the college game and, you know, kind of finding your niche. So now, in your mind, as we kind of – we've we got a lot more to go this year, but you've just been a freshman. You've got a long way to go here. Um, what's the biggest thing that you feel like you need to do to keep this going? I feel like I just need to keep my mind right. I like not to put any pressure on myself because I know like once I start putting pressure on myself I'm gonna start getting anxious and start doing the things I shouldn't be doing like more focusing on like my mental game and like what I do in practice like I really just need to focus down and buckle down on what I'm doing sweet okay so now it's down to my questions yes she I gets the fun questions. she has the fun questions I kind of <laughs> have a serious sport minded Type question. She'll she'll have a little bit. I mean, little I have fun. a little bit of seriousness, but not a whole lot. I'm sure you probably realized that on our way up. Uh, I, yeah, I chill. <laughs> but I was wondering, so how did you feel? Okay, what part of California are you exactly from? I'm from LA. Oh, okay. So this is going to be a great question. Is yeah. this your first time ever actually experiencing snow? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And. Man, you had us on a weird and wacky winter this year. Not going to lie, this is I'm from Texas, so this is my first time ever living in snow as well. <laughs> when I came here, that was interesting. So I can only imagine, like, how did you feel about I, that? It was, I don't know, I didn't like it. I liked <laughs> it, like, I like playing in it, you know, like, hanging out with my friends. Like, we went sledding and stuff like that, but driving, I didn't drive. I had my friend drive me places like I I don't know I couldn't I couldn't do it. I I don't know I didn't like it <laughs> it's not what people make it seem to be like it, it's different yeah. going like to Big Bear and stuff like that like it's different but living in it is different way different didn't expect it it definitely takes some getting used to I've, yeah. I've lived in Oklahoma and Kansas all my life now so I'm pretty well used to it, but she is not. No. She is not. Totally not. But the funny thing is, where she's from actually had probably a worse one than what we had about the same they time. They did. That's what's crazy. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Because uh, I'm around the Houston area, so like we power outages, mm -hmm. like p pipes bursting, but we're from Texas. We don't know this crap, right? Yeah. Like, what? And I bet that was just a whole new world for you. <laughs> it really in was. It, you know? Well, at least we're done with that. Now we're in NATO season. Oh, that's what I like to call it. I don't know. <laughs> I call it NATO season or Nader season. It's one of my favorites. Because so far, I've actually surpassed being in a tornado environment. <laughs> so, but are you excited to potentially see your first tornado? I am not. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to see one. No. no I don't think you want to see one. It's, uh, I really don't. Yeah, we, yeah, we have a safe room at our house. And um, it's... Uh, yeah, when the sirens go off and and if you're running tornado warning, it's not not no fun. Mm -mm. It's not good. <laughs> no, but you'll get to experience it at some point, though. It will happen. You, you may not be in one, but you'll get. You have to probably take shelter from yeah. one at some point while you're here. So, especially since this is like your first year here, and I'm sure this is your first time ever actually living in Kansas or just being in this area for sure. Um, have you gotten to like explore the city very much? 
I I did actually like when I first came out here, uh, a couple girls on the softball team they took me around like downtown and mm -hmm. by the river and stuff like that. So like, it was all pretty cool. It's really it's everything is much different from where I live, so it's kind of a <laughs> cool experience to like see different things. And so far, what has been like your favorite experience here so far? Um, I don't really know. Like. <laughs> I honestly, if I'm being totally honest, I don't really go out much. Mm -hmm. I'm more of like a homebody. I, I like to, too. I, I like too. to be home and I like to sleep a lot. So I guess like when I get the time to sleep, I'm gonna sleep. You know. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Love them. Yeah. So, uh, especially with you already having such a big impact on the softball team, only as a freshman, what can you probably potentially see yourself in the future doing for the team i know that's like a lot i know we can't foresee it but i mean like how like what would your expectations be for your future years here at friends my expectation just to keep what we're doing like what we're doing right now is really good and hopefully it'll like take us to where we want we want to win the ring like we want we all want the same thing and i think i guess like that's that's a good thing because we all don't have different mindsets we if we all have one mindset we're all going to do this, whatever we can to get to where we need to be I feel like it would be good. We'll have a good, I'll have a good year here. Nice. Yeah. Right. We're well, definitely off fun. to a great start. Yeah. No question about it. Tomorrow you're at home uh, versus Tabor College. First pitch will be at 1 o'clock p.m. Mm -hmm. So we also got home football here. So we're right in the middle of every... This, is, this is the craziness. That, that's every it. sport. And we've been doing it, though, for a while now. So we're kind of adjusted to it. But, Jennifer, good luck tomorrow. And thank you for taking some time to talk to us. And we'll thank talk you. to you again pretty soon. Thank you. Garcia, our freshman and softball student athlete. She's if you've been following, she's already been KCAC athlete of the week. As we've noticed, she's a, uh, one of the top hitters in the conference, and the future is just uh, super, super bright for her. And we are very excited to have her here for the rest of this year and for the next uh, three years after that. So, gonna be a lot of fun. All right. So, as we just mentioned, football at home tomorrow, one o'clock p.m. We'll be here, and. Uh, Softball also at home versus Tabor College, 1 o'clock p.m. as well. Number 23 ranked Southwestern will be here. Um, kickoff is at 1. So, uh, yep. going to be a nice test uh, for the Falcons uh, football really squad will. in their last game of the year. And it's been crazy. Like, they haven't been able to do very much since, like, what, September maybe? October? Yeah, their last game was the first part of November, and they've not or, played since then. So Yeah. Like, to me, that's crazy. Because, like, I mean, we went from volleyball being, at least we were, we've been able to get out and practice. However, we do play inside, so that's very, very helpful. But, like, the guys haven't even been able to really come out and practice, or they try to make the most of the practices. However, they practice in, like, 30-degree weather usually. Yeah, yeah, no so doubt. that stinks. And I'm sure that's been a very interesting time for all of them. Yep. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about but, it. Um, I'm excited to see what they're going to do tomorrow against Southwestern. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Southwestern College, they have uh, the ranked 23rd in the country. They're Dang. five and two. Yeah, they're five and two overall. They're three and two in the conference, and uh, they are they are loaded. There's no question about it. They mm -hmm. have a trio. They have a trio of players to watch out for, and uh, it's Keyshawn Wyatt, the running back, quarterback Brad Cagle, and wide receiver Keyshawn Jones. Wyatt is second in the conference in rushing yards per game. Quarterback Brad Cagle second in the league with pass in passing yards. And then Keyshawn Jones leads the league in receiving yards per game and also has caught eight touchdowns 
including a 97-yard touchdown. Wow. So they have three of the conference's top offensive weapons all on, on that side of the ball. They are they are stacked. They are really, really good. So it's going to be a true test, but I'm sure the Falcons will give them a run for their money, I think, still. Yeah. Just because, I mean, we're a home team, home field, whole nine yards. It's going yeah, to be the last, last, last one game of the, of the game, year. So. We're gonna, yeah, last game of the year. We're going to let it all hang out. But as I put in my preview today, it what's next is kind of an atypical short offseason that's coming yeah. up because we're normally you have November to August, late August till you play. Now it's late March. We're going to play again in August. So yeah. we're not going to have the same offseason that we've had normally. But, um, it's going to be yeah. an interesting thing. Yeah. It is, this whole year has just been interesting. Yeah. Falcons hosting the Builders tomorrow. Um, tickets are available on our website. And if you can't can't get out here, portal.stretchinternet.com slash friends. We'll have the live stream for you. But we'll be here to cover it for you tomorrow. Kickoff at 1 p.m. And again, softball and action. Same portal, same at link. 1 o'clock p.m. that game will be at Two Rivers Youth Complex. We hit on it with Jennifer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcons won twice yesterday. 11-0 and 9-0. At Central Christian, the final game was a uh, combined no-hitter. That... Um, yeah, Michelle Crowell and Isabel Schwein teamed up for. Crowell went the first three innings, Schwein went the next two, and combined the no hit the Tigers on that. So the Falcons softball now 13 and 10 overall. They'll be in action in the Morgan versus Tabor College. So again, that's the home events. Volleyball is going to be in action. The KCAC tournament on Sunday at Avalon University. The Falcons are the ninth seed in that. Yes. And. They'll be at the 8th seeded Avila Saturday, Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. in Kansas City. They kick off their postseason run. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be an interesting time for the volleyball team as well because they're like 50-50 with Avila. They went there to Avila to play them, ended up beating them there. Then they came here to our, to our gym and Avila ended up beating us. So it's very, it's like a neutral playing field. We don't know who's going to end up actually coming out on top on Sunday because it's just been one or the other. It hasn't been one triumphing over the other so far and two are both equally great teams. So, this is going to be fun and an interesting game for for the Falcon volleyball team yeah, to it, see if yeah. they're going to keep continuing to go on. Yeah, and the funny thing is both games were three set yeah. matches. We beat them there three sets. They come back here and beat us in three sets. Yep. It's, it's definitely an interesting time. I know the uh, coach doesn't like to talk about that game very much, but I'm sure he wants to go back out there, and I'm sure all of the all of the seniors and just all the rest of the players, they w- just want to go out there and do the best that they can and just go all out there. And they're playing pretty good ball right now, actually. They're coming off a tough five-set loss at Bethany, 16-14 yeah. in the fifth, a pretty solid Bethany squad. Before that... They upset Tabor, who's receiving votes in that latest top 25 poll, mm-hmm. in five sets. 15-9 in the yep. fifth. So, um, they're playing, you know, the last two matches uh, are arguably two of the better matches they've played all year, particularly the one against Tabor. Yes. Um, and that win. So, they're going in there some momentum. We'll see if they can keep it up on their own. So, in baseball will also be in action today at Sterling. Three-game series going on there. And they start off really, really good. They're trying to get back on the winning note to, at Sterling, so mm-hmm. we'll see what see what happens there. But the first game of that series is going on this afternoon. First pitch is actually at two o'clock, so that game is now underway. Tomorrow, its doubleheader is a noon 
um, nine and seven doubleheader at Sterling. So that's baseball in action. And next um, week, that pretty well covers this week what's coming up. Well, this past week also soccer did play. Yes, and soccer is actually now getting ready for the KCAC tournament. Yep. Um, but men's soccer has one more match before that. Mm -hmm. And they actually have a, a non-conference match ahead of that um, tomorrow at Tabor. So the men's soccer Falcons are going to be back home next against Sterling College. I'm not starting Newman University. I'm still looking mm -hmm. at baseball. They're going to be hosting a non-conference with our neighbors down the street, Newman, next Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And uh, but tomorrow they're in action with the women. The women kick off at one, and the men will play at 3:30 mm -hmm. at Tabor College. So then the KCA tournament for both teams will begin um, in, a, in about a week and a half. About well, actually about two weeks now. Mm -hmm. April 10th is the kickoff date for the for the men, and they are in line to host a match. As well, they are currently in the top four in the standings. So that that's coming up for the soccer Falcons. So again, a lot going on still yet. We're still mm -hmm. wrapping up the fall sports as we are set here in the end of March. We we talked about it coming up. We knew everything was going to happen at one time, um, and it is. And we'll we'll be here to cover everything for you. So again, that's that's what's going on in Falcon athletics right now. We now have to get a little bit to our brackets. I think. Hey, my bracket's doing good. Your bracket's doing really good. <laughs> if Alan is listening to us, uh, um, it's apparently it's, my my bracket's been really great. It's it's doing it's doing well. Um, it, it's better than mine is. Yeah, I think it's better than most people's right I now. I think I'll tell you. I'll just say this, and if Alan, I don't know if Alan's listening or not, but um, I think I'm next year. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Enforce. I'm going to execute your strategy to fill in the bracket out this year. I think it's oh, worked. Oh, really? I think it's worked. Whatever you've done this year, <laughs> whatever you've done this year has really, really worked. I, I so think so, too. You it. know, I think it was a very great strategy. However, yeah. I just kind of picked. <laughs> I think I'm going to go just with Just go with all of it. the upsets. Yeah. You know, like, that's what we're going to do. I think it's better. Whatever you did is better than what I did. I know, so, right? Yeah. <laughs> So I had good. some like logical ones in there, but I definitely had more upsets than anything else, which obviously has been helping me. So let's yeah, go. yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> it hey, hey, I it worked. No. However, can we go straight into a random topic really quick? Because I'm so excited about this if it happens. Well, and, and really, that the random topic is going to coincide with our bracket topic. I know, so that's why I'm like, oh, so, okay. So we'll wait. We'll wait a little well, longer. Well, well, we'll get but, to it. But on your bracket, you have. Uh, on your bracket, you, your championship game is the number one seeded, one of the one seeds, Michigan. Yep. Facing a two seed in Houston. Yep. Well, the random topic is that if that game happens, if Michigan-Houston happens, that would be a rematch of a game in 2018, an NCAA tournament game. That happened That was here. here. That was at Interest Bank Arena. That game happened here. And, and Michigan, the play that they ended up winning on, yeah. practiced that in our very own gym. Yeah. Like Tyrone Poole hit the three-pointer. That see? happened here. Michigan had practices here in the Garvey Center. And they had such a good experience. They actually made a video uh, that kind of chronicled their adventures and their journey yeah. here. And they had our the marquee sign um, in their video. And their head coach at the time, John Beeline, he actually tweeted, um, "Good luck to us." He, you know, he had a good experience with, Del, with head coach Del Faber. Yep. And um, he, he he said he's going to be a fan of ours. 
um, from from that point on, and he has been. And uh, and that was that was good for us. It was good for them, and they took that and they advanced to the national championship game that year mm-hmm. before they lost to Villanova. Um, and a Villanova team was pretty much a team of destiny that year. They they really beat Kansas big in the Final Four. Yeah. But uh, Michigan had a big run. They eliminated Sister Jean, Loyola Chicago, in the Final Four that year, who is yeah. back now in this week 16. And Michigan, if Michigan-Houston happens, it's going to be a rematch. We're going to happen here in Wichita, in Trust Bank Arena. Tyrone Poole hit the game-winning shot. Michigan wins. Nope. And and goes on the national title game, and they practice that play right here that they talked about. So that's pretty cool. And that's why I'm like, okay, I'm really kind of hoping that this championship game does actually like pull through. Will it? No idea. But if it does, I think this would be so cool because I mean, this was like a huge deal to Houston as well, considering that they only lost by one point. Yeah. You know, like, this is a huge, huge deal. And I feel like if this was able to have some sort of a rematch and actually happen once again, I feel like we'd be seeing a whole entire different ball game from Houston than what we did here at Interest. Houston's very good. I mean, they're the two seed. They come out of the American Athletic Conference. So. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coaching their Kelvin Sampson, who a lot of people remember as an Oklahoma, a coach at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And then Indiana, before he got to Houston, is very good at Oklahoma. And Houston has their hands full with Syracuse coming up this weekend. Yes. Um, as does Michigan. They got Florida State. Yep. A really good, a really tough-minded defensive Florida State team. But, yeah, if that happens, that's yep. your bracket. And it would be a rematch of a classic game here in Wichita. And it would hold a lot of, a lot of special meaning for people here in town that'd be pretty cool if it happened and i just i mean and not gonna lie i have michigan winning the whole entire thing will that happen no idea but the wolverine inside me is hoping and praying that it does so i'm intrigued i really kind of because these are two of my favorite teams two of my favorite schools that are in it right now you know i mean my hometown won houston so and then you have michigan which is just like my home's team, <laughs> my personal family's own team, you know, so it's, it will be so, so interesting and so cool to me if this actually works and happens, because I think this is going to be one, just all around a really great rematch from two years ago, yep. to just a really great match in general, just for me personally and my family and my my everything, because I just think it's awesome. Yeah, I have my bracket. I have Gonzaga and Baylor in the championship game, so I'm rooting for that. But if if it doesn't happen, I'm rooting for your matchup. I know, right? Because that's going to be fun. Well, I have eventually Michigan and Gonzaga playing each other, so that would in the be final four. In yeah. the final four, that'll be interesting. I will say that if that actually happens. Because those are two, obviously, pretty great teams going head-to-head. So, either way, I don't think you could go wrong picking either either side on that one, honestly. No, and Michigan, a lot of people was curious how they would perform without Isaiah Livers. Mm-hmm. And so far, so good. They yep. not had any. And, and, and same for Villanova, who's playing uh, Baylor this weekend. They, we, I thought without C.J. Gillespie, starting point guard, they would... And they had, they had lost two in a row going in. They lost pretty big. Mm-hmm. And I, I picked Villanova to lose in the first round. That was a mistake, obviously. 
Um, I did have Michigan going to be Elite Eight, though, with notwithstanding. I did have them going pretty far, but um, they've proven that they're, so far, they're doing well. Now, Florida State will pose a lot of problems because they've got uh, they got a couple of, they got at least one lottery pick coming in the NBA draft, Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. uh, who is a great defender, great two-way player. Florida State is just a really gritty, defensive-minded team yeah. that's going to that's gonna cause problems. But I think Michigan wins that. I, I had them winning this game on my brackets. I think Michigan wins that. And I think where they may come into some trouble if the seats hold up is in the Elite Eight when they play Alabama, most mm-hmm. likely Alabama. Alabama can get up and down the floor and can shoot the three. If Alabama's hitting from the perimeter, they're really tough to beat. And I think that might be the first game for Michigan that only misses Isaiah Livers. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, who knows? That would be a great matchup too, though. But, again, if it happens Michigan-Houston, that's um, – I hope that our local um, our locals here will – We'll rehash that if yeah. it happens. So that's a pretty big deal here. And we just hope they tie it back together. I think it will be it will be a fun time if that actually does go through. Not going to lie. I think this is going to be great. However, on the women's side, I did just watch a super crazy match the other day. Me and, uh, and Travis, we, we went out to dinner at Outback the other day. And they had on the, the women's tournament going on. And it was Iowa State and Texas A&M. Holy poop, what a game. We, were, we didn't watch the whole entire game. We only watched, like, it was, like, already down to, like, the fourth, the fourth period. So we weren't, you know, we didn't think it was, that much, it was that big of a deal. Like, they had just started the fourth period when we sat down to eat. And it ended up going into overtime in like the last 30 seconds or so or maybe even just like the last minute Iowa State was up like 68 or they were up 65 or 75 to 68 against A&M. I honestly personally thought okay this seems like it's going to be kind of over you know but definitely underestimated for a sec because like in the back of my mind I was also thinking well I don't know you never know with A&M what you're going to get but they definitely surprised me because they came back with literally 30 seconds left to go and ended up just coming back like they were up or okay now we're at 70 okay now we're at 74 you know and then or 73 and then they ended up shooting a two-pointer and made it and tied it with like 15 seconds left to go i was like oh my stars this is insane and then neither team just ended up out playing the other one for the last uh, 15 seconds and uh, it was crazy. It was cray cray. Let me tell you, definitely uh, a very. Some, there's some good, good games in the women's side this year. Yeah. Caitlin Clark of Iowa's tearing it up. Mm-hmm. She's been the star of the tournament so far. And um, yeah, the women's side. I picked the women's bracket, but I have to go back and look and see exactly who I who I have winning it all. But um, I know that A and M ended up coming back and winning the whole entire game in overtime. Wow. But it was it was crazy because like in what was even funnier is that I, I kind of looked back on it did a little bit more history before the game before the fourth uh, period um, after the game was already over like Michigan not Michigan uh, A and was actually behind for majority of that game if not the whole entire game was basically behind not by much obviously but like they were behind Iowa State like Iowa State kept ahead and then all of a sudden. A&M just came out and tied it and then beat them by, like, two in overtime. It was crazy. And it was still close, even in overtime. Like, nuts. 
It is. Uh, yeah, it, it no, it, it really was. Uh, and uh, like I said, there's there's it, women's has been anything but chalk. Mm-hmm. As has the men's bracket. I mean, there's been more. I mean, you got Oral Roberts at the 15th seed on the men's side. Yeah. And the Sweet 16, and you've got uh, um, my goodness, Lola Chicago, who I believe is underseeded, but. Um, as an eight seed in the Sweet Sixteen, once again, you got Syracuse and eleven. They seem to do it every year under Jim Beheim. It's yeah. And I think one of the biggest shock games right at this moment in time was Abilene Christian and Texas University or University of Texas. No, no doubt. Wow, fourteen over three, and I did not see that coming. I feel off. like that was definitely a game that broke majority of brackets. It did. No if not question. all brackets, definitely majority of brackets. I'm pretty positive about that. Like, wow. It broke mine because Texas had just won the Big 12 tournament. And I actually had them... Um, I actually had them going to the Final Four. And, boy, that, that was a mistake. I've lost two Final Four teams so far. i still got two in it. Um, I lost Illinois to Loyola Chicago. Yeah. And then I lost, of course, Texas there. I've still got Gonzaga and Baylor, and I just felt like all year long, I could have picked more upsets, but I felt like all year long, Gonzaga and Baylor have kind of separated themselves from everybody else as the two best teams in the country. So I stuck with my gut, and I went there in the championship game, and then I had Baylor win it, because I felt like before they had their COVID pause, Baylor was the best team in the country, I thought, at that time. Now, we got to say they've got it back, and they, we've seen flashes that they have it back, they lost a couple games after that, but um, their first two tournament games they looked pretty good, and then um, beating Wisconsin the second round especially. So yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see if they got it back. But I think I think if you had Gonzaga and Baylor in the championship, game, that would be huge because you would have a real tight and heavyweight battle feel to it. But then your matchup would be awesome for us here, and yeah, uh, it would have a pretty pretty good vibe too. So. We want one of those matchups, right? We, we, we need, need one, of, them. one of those matchups. If you don't get like, the heavyweight fight, if you don't get the best two teams heavyweight fight between Gonzaga and Baylor, let's do Michigan Houston. I know, right? Let's they're, do it. They're both really great teams, anyways, too, and I think yes. having another rematch would be awesome. A rematch was a classic, fun. a classic tournament game. Exactly. Classic. That was such a good game. Such a good game. All right, what else you got? You got a devotion ready? Today? I actually do have a devotion today, and I actually like this devotion. Okay, well, that's good to hear. I mean, I like all of my devotions, so I'm going to be wrong. Hopefully everybody else will, too. I know, right? Yeah. So, once again, I get all my devotions from an amazing podcast called The Big Life Podcast, or Big Life Devotional Podcast with Pamela Krim. Absolutely amazing. Love her. Love hers all the time. They're so much fun. But anyways, and... So, today's podcast topic was called The Storms Raging. There, like, no one really likes hard times, right? I mean, I know I don't. I'm sure you don't either. And nobody really likes going through the storms. And no one likes the storms. However, here recently, I have been enjoying our storms lately, actual weather-wise, not going to lie. It's right. been kind of nice. Right. <laughs> the grass is starting to turn green again. It's pretty nice. A little off topic, sorry. But um, but your own personal storms, no one really and truly likes dealing with those. And it's just, it's always, there's so much uncertainty and there's so much chaos that can come with these storms. And, I mean, if you want to compare it to tornado season, yeah, there's so much chaos and just so much uncertainty dealing with those that 
it causes a lot of panic and it causes a lot of harm. But, hang on, I got a little lost, sorry. <laughs> we all want there to be some sort of smooth sailing parts in our lives. We all want there to be just this, the, the calmness of the water. So you're sailing on the water, no one wants to sail in a storm. People advise against sailing through storms. Um, so you just want it to always be a smooth travel, a smooth ride throughout that. We all want the sunny and like 75 degrees kind of days. I know. I know I do. I miss those. They're pretty fun. We actually have one today. It's a beautiful day today. But the truth is, storms come upon, a, come upon all of us. They're inevitable. I think that's how I use that word, right? That's right. Um, <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly they right. They are definitely going to happen. We cannot avoid the storms. We just have to ride through them. Even Jesus went through storms. But was his peace shaken? Was he unsettled? Was he making a list of 30 ways this could end bad? No, he actually was not. And I don't remember exactly which part of I think it was in Matt it was in Matthew. So remember how Jesus was actually asleep on the boat during a storm and his and his followers and his disciples came running to him to come and wake him up because it was a terrible storm and they were praying to him and saying, "Please wake up, please save us from this, please give us peace through this storm." And uh, Jesus Jesus reminded them, do you, like, ye of little faith, do you not have faith in me and in this storm so that I can get you through this storm? You just have to be settled. You have to trust. And he has the power to control the wind and the waves. He has the power to make it all go away. He had the power to keep the storm from ever even showing up. But did he? No, he didn't. He never did that because he wants us to go through these storms. He wants us to go through these challenges. Because even through the storms and the challenges, we have to have faith in him and we have to know that he is going to get us through this storm. But we have to wait it out. We cannot just expect him to automatically do it. He let the storm roll in, he let the skies get dark, and he let the boat rock. He allowed the storm. In Matthew 8, verses 24 through 27, suddenly a furious storm came, on, came, upon, came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going, we're going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was current and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, "What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him." Jesus wants us to go through these storms because he wants us to come to him to get through these storms. If that makes any sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's the like, only way yeah. he's the only way that can He's my way through it, absolutely. Mm -hmm. He's not doing this to 
destroy us. He's not doing this to punish us, even though sometimes it can feel that way. And I understand. I have honestly, I can admittedly say that it has felt that way before, you know, but none of it is. It's to bring us closer to him and to God, bring us closer in our faith and closer as a community. Jesus allowed the disciples. That scared me a little bit. Mr. Scott, what you doing? Um, <laughs> so Jesus allowed the disciples to go through this storm so they would understand his power. And it was his power that would show them to live a better life, which is so, so true. He is making us go through these challenges and go through these storms so that we can learn to believe in him and to learn to believe in his power because he has such, such great power, and we need to believe in that. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Oh, man. But, like, have you ever been trying to do this on your own? Have you ever been trying to... So, let's say that... Could this storm, the one you're in right now, the hardship and the struggle you woke up to this morning, could it be for the sole purpose of bringing you back to the Almighty? Have you, have you been trying to do this on your own? Have you lost the purpose behind it all? Because that's okay. The storm is here to bring you back to Jesus. Grab the seat next to him and he will guide you through this. When he feels the storm has served its purpose for good, he will calm it. He will call it to be calm. Just like he did with the disciples. They were scared. They were nervous. They were unsettled by this because they figured they were going to drown. But Jesus stood up and said, why are you afraid? He stood up and calmed the storm. Because he wanted the disciples to feel that. And to know that it was going to be okay. Our storms are only relative to what we've experienced before. If you've only gone through little stuff, you can naturally tend to blow this little stuff way out of proportion. The little problems become big problems when our world is so small. This is why God calls us to a big life. Second Corinthians Chapter 6, verses 12 through 13. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. We, like, we tend to focus on the little things in life. The little tedious things that can set us off are actually the things that we do not need to focus on because we have such a big and amazing life that we should not be spending and just wasting our time on these little things that do not actually really and truly matter in the big picture. We don't need to be focused on that. We need to focus on the big life that God has created for you to live. Your small life will be overwhelmed with small problems that can look really big. So start living a big life that's not focused on the little things and the little problems and the little tedious 
tiniest small things that seem like a big problem when they really and truly aren't don't let yourself build up on these small tiny things to where they become a bigger a bigger problem later on because we don't want that either whoa <laughs> sorry oh, man you still want that chair tomorrow i know right <laughs> i think it's because of my shoes i keep losing my i keep losing my balance so when life is easy, I like the example that actually Pamela did end up giving is because she, she talked about whitewater rafting and how this one experience that she had, it was a level three. There was like she went on a she went on a journey to um to Colorado and level three really wasn't that big of a deal. You know, like it's medium but and it's still full of adventure, however, it's not like okay four or five where we could potentially die from this you know so it it was definitely like a safer route well right before they had gone it had had a huge snowfall in that area and when the snow melted it all went into the river which the more water the more rapids you have so the level three they ended up going through it was tough it was challenging mentally and physically nobody lost control of the boat though they all stayed in it which was absolutely amazing because yeah i don't think i could do that but um and the at the end of it they actually said that they ended up going from actually a level three type of white water rafting <laughs> yes white water white water rafting sorry i keep getting tongue-tied but um so they went from a level three to what actually was really and truly closer to a 4.5 because of how much water was there she was overwhelmed with just enjoyment and pr like proud of herself and proud of the women that she was with in this adventure it was such a cool experience and however she did it the following year as well. Well, this time they actually, instead of having an overflow of water, they had a decrease of water. So it was very low water levels. So the level three felt more like a float trip than like just kind of sitting there floating in a boat versus actual adventure like she experienced the year before. However, so many of the new people that had never been before did not have that experience that she had previously. So to them, it was an extremely amazing and wonderful adventure. That was scary, that was intense, and blah, 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 you know. And two people actually ended up going overboard. Wow. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal because it wasn't super challenging, you know, but they, they did actually have two people go overboard and got them back in the boat whole nine yards. But... She said that the way that you actually stay in, I've never been whitewater rafting, so I, I wouldn't have known this, but when you're in there, it's, you want to lock your feet in, or like you want to make sure that your feet have a good grip somewhere underneath, like you, you are strapped in with your feet, basically, is what she said. And when it's hard, and when it's um, intense and exciting, then you feel like you have to stay strapped in. That's why the first trip that was actually more intense, they didn't have anybody go overboard, is because you are so locked in into what you need to do that you're not thinking about it. And the reason they had two people go overboard on the easier one is because it was easier. When life is easy, 
you're going to fall into temptation. You're going to fall into mistakes. You're going to fall into all these different things that are not actually protecting you the way that they should be. And we have to keep that in mind when we are going through these storms. Jesus is literally strapping us in. Jesus and God are our straps. They are what is going to keep us in during this storm or during this white water rafting. Yep, yep. It's not... It's not the little things that we get too excited for because it actually feels easier. No, because life is not easy. I'm sorry, guys. Life's not an easy ride. It's not an easy road. It's not. I've lived to learn that. I'm sure everybody has, but it's so true. And we have to believe in God and Jesus that they're going to help us keep strapped in and they're going to help keep us out of the storm or help us get through the storm. Maybe if you look around at the boat you're on today, you realize you aren't even on the boat with Jesus anymore. You jump ship Sometimes, some time ago when things started getting a little easier. You wanted the boat that went faster. You wanted the boat that looked more fun. The only thing wrong with that is you forgot to ask if that's where Jesus was going to. That's a good point. We have to make sure that we continually have Jesus with us in our boat through the storm because he is going to get us through the storm. But when things look easier or things look more fun or whatever the case is, we can start to lose our way from God and from Jesus just alone. That's that's so good. That's so good. It reminds me of a prayer that I heard um, a while back and it's so powerful and it's, it's short but it's so it just really boils it down to where you know oftentimes we pray oh god just bless where i'm going bless mm-hmm. where i'm going bless my plans bless me where i'm going to go no we, we need to pray help me to go where you're going to bless yep. guide me where you're going to bless not bless me where i'm going but help me to go where you're going to bless help me to go where you're going to be there and where it's your will mm-hmm. let me fi- we try to fit god on our plans where really god wants us to fit into his plans yep. for what he's going to do and there's actually another story in um, the Bible about um, Jesus and, and a storm that tells us even when we wake up in the middle of a storm and realize we got on this boat without Jesus, he will come uh, to us. Or he, yes. Yes, he will come to rescue us. Because trust me, he will. If you call out to him, he will come to rescue you. Matthew 25, verse 14 through 32. Wow, this is a loud one. Anyways, um, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. Then those 
who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Maybe it's time maybe it's time in this storm to call out to Jesus. When we start to lose our concentration and we start to have doubts, that's when we are beginning to sink. That is when we show that we are sinking. And when, But when we call out to him to come and save us, to come rescue us, he will still be there for us, even if we did lose our doubt for even the slightest second, because we were afraid. He will come to rescue us. He will come to save us from the storm or from drowning or from whatever the case is, whatever struggle you are dealing with. He He'll make repairs with you. He will direct this ship with you. He is here to be with you, not do everything for you, just like we said in one of our earlier devotions. He's not here to do this for you. No, 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 no. Like you, you still have to put in the work. You still have to put in the effort. You still have to do all of these different things. God can't just do this on his own or Jesus cannot do this on his own and make life easy for you. No, you have to go through these storms and these challenges. You have to because it brings you closer to him. And it's going to make sure that you don't lose your faith. You don't lose your doubt. You do not fear but when you do fall into temptation of doubt and fear, as soon as you call out to him, he will be there to rescue you and to save you. Very good. That's good stuff. Thank you. But, yeah, so all you have to do is really and truly just ride out the storm. Because he's right there ready to ride it out with you. You just have to let him. That's right. It's kind of like, um, you know, when when Peter was on the boat. No, and and Peter asked, and it kind of goes on with what you're talking about. Peter asked Jesus, you know, bid me to come walk on the water mm -hmm. to you. Which, I mean, Peter being a human being should not be able to walk on water. We can't yeah. do that. Well, Peter was walking on the water. Until he took his eyes off Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a very literal example of everything that we do. It wasn't just so much that Peter sank because his eyes went down. That's, But he looked down with his heart. He was looking down because he was doubting. Yep. So when we doubt and we get back into the human element, we're going to sink no matter what we're doing. If we take our eyes off Jesus, we're pointing toward Jesus and we are pointing our plans towards him. Mm -hmm. Then we're, we're going to stay afloat. But the minute we take our eyes off and do our own thing then we're going to start sinking. Okay. And I think that's that, that goes for us and that applies to us and, and, and anything that we do. No. Oh, yeah. This no, can no literally question. be anything. So, like, say that you're just having a really rough day or a rough time in your life and to get through this storm, you're just trying to do it one way. Or you started looking out at Jesus and it, things started to kind of actually look better. Whether you really truly noticed it or not, things were actually getting better in your life. And then as soon as you stopped, it can easily just turn right back around on you and something else could happen. And it's not because they want you to live in fear. No. Jesus never ever wants us to live in fear. God never ever created us to live in fear. 
No, absolutely not. He created us to learn from our challenges and to learn from our struggles through Him. We have to make sure that we are with Him in order to get through these struggles and through these challenges because without Him, we will sink and we will fail. No, no question. No question at all. That, that's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Very, very good. Thank you. This is definitely good. one of my favorites yep. so far, especially yep. with it coming closer to the end of the school year and me going through graduating from here, you know, and not exactly knowing what's happening next. Like So much uncertainty. No. It is. Yeah. And you can apply it to you, and I can apply it to me, and we just, we just keep right on going. Yep. I'm like, we're chucking along. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> God's got us. He does. He truly does. He's so a Even when that guy. times are uncertain, it's it's okay. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to work out. Everything's going to be just fine. God's going to take care of us. Very good. All right. Is it your turn to pray or my turn to pray? It is my turn to pray. I believe it is. So, you want to pray us out real quick? I do. I would love to. Dear Lord, thank you for this absolutely amazing and wonderful day. Thank you for helping us getting through each and every single one of our storms. And if we are going through storms or challenges at this moment, please, I just ask and pray that you are with them in this moment, whoever is going through these different challenges, and help them to realize that you are there with them and to let them, um, and I hope and pray that they actually come out and seek you um, through this whole entire process that they are going through, Lord. I ask that you continue to bless each and every single one of us in our day-to-day -day lives. I ask that you put your hands on all of the athletes and the coaches and the staff that is traveling anywhere and everywhere this whole entire weekend or just throughout the whole entire um, week or time or month, however long this lasts. Just I ask and pray that you just continue to keep your hands on them to make sure that they stay safe with all of their travels and through this pandemic and everything. And... Lord, I just ask that you, yeah, just keep on doing your thing, you know, you're doing, we're, we're all having a really great time, and we appreciate you with everything that we have and everything that we are, so in your name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, so. It's <laughs> a little awkward prayer. A lot of fun, a lot of fun, yeah, well, sometimes those are the best. You know what, uh, awkward most prayers sincere, are most awesome. honest, uh, yeah, that's us, that's, that's us, that's who we are, so sometimes those are the best. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we appreciate Jennifer Garcia st uh, coming on with us today. Yep. We are going to be back with you next week, but we're going to be at a different time next week for the next two weeks, actually. Mm -hmm. um, Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Next week, we're going to have baseball next Friday at 4. Um, and then the next Friday, Morgan's going to be out of town at a wedding. Yay! So we're going to, but we're not going to miss a week, though. We're going to be with you Thursday at 3.30 the next two weeks, and we'll, we'll plan on getting back to our next Friday, regular Friday routine after that. But. Um, and another reminder tomorrow 1 p.m. football is at home regular season finale seems weird saying that in March but yeah. regular season finale 2021 finale which we never have in football but we do this year it's, um, it's just weird South College number 23 ranked 2 in the country is here at 1 o'clock uh, we'd love to see you out here softball also at home against Tabor tomorrow at 1 o'clock as well so anyway for Morgan I am Levi thanks for tuning in today and we will talk to you again next Thursday at 3.30. Have a great rest of your day and a great weekend.